0: You're listening to Seeking Change, the podcast where industry collaborates on eco-efficient minerals and made possible by our visionary sponsors. In today's episode of the Thought Leader Series, we bring you an interview with Alison Keogh, SEEK's CEO, and Dean Gearing, Executive Vice President of Newmont. Alison and Dean discuss the 2020 SEEK medal wins, Newmont's ESG targets, and how they are championing collaboration on shared industry challenges.
1: Today, I'm really pleased to share with you some behind the scenes insights from both our medal winners and senior leaders in industry. And six celebrates not only the medal winners, but also the companies for supporting their medal winning work and their people to publish their outstanding work. So today, I'm really excited to be speaking with Dean Gehring, Executive Vice President of Newmont. Dean, excited to celebrate this important winning work with you, hear your thoughts. And first to you, you've been in the business for mining um, for about 30 years, worked across BHP and Freeport and Rio Tinto, and now with Newmont around four years. And I understand you come from a mining engineering background originally. You've worked across countries, continents, commodities and small and large processing plants and sites. Really great to have your global and leadership perspective today and thank you for your time and welcome.
2: Alison, thanks for having me. I'm enjoying this opportunity as well. Look forward to the discussion.
1: Great. Thanks, Dean. Look, I'll start with the SEEK medal. In 2020, An outstanding piece of work was published by a team from Newmont with Metso UDATEC in partnership, and that tackled reducing energy and water and also lifting value at your sites. And it was a great piece of work, was awarded the SEEK Medal for Operations, excellent contribution. So the great thing is that teams from Newmont have won this prestigious global award not just once but twice, because in 2017, a team from Newmont won the medal for exceptional energy efficiency improvements across many operations. The award is highly competitive, 23 nominations around the world last year. So I think this is a fantastic achievement by Newmont and its people. And clearly these two medal wins demonstrate Newmont is willing to share best practice and new leading edge approaches. So why does Newmont believe that's important and what does a win mean for Newmont?
2: Well, Allison, this is exciting. And, you know, first, I would like to congratulate the winners. And going back to what you said earlier, we have won the, the, this award twice, and we are quite proud of that. Uh, so if I look back to our 2017 winners, they focused on operational excellence, and they really focused on our current processing circus, circuits. And this was really out of work that was published by Aidan Giblet and Steve Hart. And they were looking across 12 different minds that we had at the time. And to me, what was exciting about that is that they shared the site best practices. They were looking for ways to improve energy efficiency and, you we know, primarily focusing on our crushing and grinding circuits. Now, the thing I also liked is they recognized the similarity between sites. Now, oftentimes we'll get excuses from, from plant operators that they say, well, our plant is different. We have to operate a certain way. We don't have these same opportunities others do. But... This work took a different approach and really underscored what I consider to be Newmont's culture of collaboration. And now it's terrific to celebrate the 2020 medal. And this has been some great work done by Newmont's Peter Lind and Kevin Murray, but also their co-authors from Mezzo Auto Tech, which included Alan Boylson and Esaias Arce. Now, to me, this was really great work and it really focused on the partnership that you can have With in this case, Mezzo Auto Tech, to really focus in and do some valuable work for the industry. And if I talk about that just a bit, one of the things that was exciting is that they evaluated alternative communition circuits. Uh, They considered reduction in not only energy, but also water consumption. So they looked at practical options, uh, they considered business justifications, the, the prioritization of that type of work. So to me, it was quite an accomplishment. I really like to see them take it to another level of efficiency and how we consider that. Now, you know, one of the things I often get asked about, because it is my role as a chief technical officer, I get asked about what's our focus on innovation? And I actually think some of our best innovation is how we work, because we recognize there's been tremendous value in just simply identifying and replicating best practice. And what we see as being innovative is how we are actually organized to do this work. So while this is important to improve our business, I also see it as being an industry leader in this, in this space. You know, we actually have an obligation to set standards and to improve the entire gold industry. So we put a lot of effort into training our employees, our young engineers, um, our metallurgists. Uh, we work through a program known as Metcelerate and as part of this, it provides a combination of theoretical knowledge, practical on-the-job training and mentoring. Uh, there's been numerous publications that are also reviewed as part of this work. And as I look at you know what this means for Newmont, you know, we're a hundred-year-old company and we have over 70 patents. And most of these are in the processing area. And for me, this, this medal win helps to show the importance and focus to our employees about the opportunities and technologies that we focus on in Communition um, and its performance, and also how that can actually be um, focused on reducing our overall footprint.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Look, you know, not only rolling out best practice, but getting the systems behind it, and most of all, people supporting them and employees focus. I think that's so critical to change. Thank you. Well, this year's Metal Win shows Newmont is really aiming to design and plan lower footprint projects where it can and it's done in partnership with a vendor and I also see that Newmont is involved in other partnerships such as your work with Scenic on the novel conjugate and anvil hammer mill and, and other projects. What's your view on how important collaborations and partnerships are for miners and the industry as a whole to lead successful change like this with the people involved behind the scenes like that?
2: You know, Alice, the way I look at it is the mining industry is very small. I mean, in in particular, as you compare our industry to other global industries like auto manufacturing, construction, we're actually quite small, even though I think sometimes we think we're big because we're so global. And I think that most of the time, you know, we and our vendors are just not willing to invest in step change technologies. There's always that risk reward equation that we're always trying to figure out. And I think that's why collaboration is critical to our industry. Uh, we need to share the risk and we need to, you know, share the reward on those projects that are really going to make meaningful change. And as we build on our operational experiences through relationships and research organizations, you know, we'll continue to do internal research and development programs as well, but where it makes sense, we have to engage directly with vendors also. For me, yeah, I can, I can look at one, one recent, you know, fairly recent example. that I think we really took something um, that we typically wouldn't do in the industry. And we can look at it, and I think it provided a, a pivotal initiative for us. And that goes back to our Nevada operations, specifically Lone Tree. And we installed some high pressure grinding rolls. And we, we actually did this as a demonstration plant because we wanted to see how it could work. And it really enabled us to demonstrate what the hard rock and, and wear lining systems would look like. And it really helped pave the way for adopting this technology into the gold industry specifically. So it's things like, you know, it's important for us to identify problems and and then look for solutions. Because at Newmont specifically, we don't want to do technology for technology's sake. It's not about just chasing the bright, shiny objects. There needs to be a business case for what we're doing. So we'll engage with, with partners or vendors where it makes sense, but we also will use our Newmont Metallurgical Services Lab and they'll do research and development as necessary. And if we need to expand that, We'll collaborate with other external resources as well.
1: Fantastic. So collaboration is key by the sounds of it, you know, with vendors and others and really fantastic to see you being so much, you know, so open and paving the way for each other. And, you know, it's really interesting. I think technologies are really helping there too. Now we have digital twins and modeling and simulation and amazing capacity with big data and AI to help us de-risk now and prove that business case invest in that change so exciting times ahead. Um, Look Newmont has recently refreshed its energy and climate targets Mm -hmm. and I understand the aim is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 30% by 2030 and reach net zero emissions by 2050. It's really pleasing to see again Newmont named to the Dow Jones sustainability index world ranking for the 30th consecutive year I think you're second on the mining and metals um, rankings fantastic um, you know really shows leadership and this metal work is an example of the types of things that your people do to try to put that into practice and I think it's great that you're sharing it you're talking about open collaboration because that also informs and inspires others right across the industry to accelerate similar positive change. So what are your overall aims in your announced targets? Tell us a little bit about what you plan to focus on in improving energy and emissions and why mineral processing is gonna be a big part of that.
2: Well, Alison, our overall goal as a company is to create value and improve lives, but we wanna do that through sustainable and responsible mining. So as part of that, we're focusing on efforts around energy and water efficiency. It's just part of what we do. And our plan is to invest in reducing fossil fuels and optimize energy use at our existing sites. And if I look at our Borden mine in Canada, as an example, it's one of the first electrified underground mines and is certainly our showcase. And it's an excellent test bed for seeing what kind of equipment and processes can we put in place to lower emissions of technology. But of course, a big part of this is also from processing, especially comminution circuits. And this is the the challenging part that we really need to challenge our our mineral processors and engineers with looking for ways to see what we can do to reduce our energy consumption, reduce our footprint in this space. And at Newmont, one of the things that we do is we support our plants through what we call our operational support hubs. We have one in Perth and one in Denver. And this is actually under the accountability of my technical services teams. Now, one of the things they do is they monitor the day-to-day performance of the plants the actual real-time performance. And doing that monitoring and collecting that data, it really helps us to make informed decisions. So first we can look at how what's the best way to optimize the plant and what's the best way to optimize plant performance. But that data also helps give us knowledge around making decisions, around flow sheet, sheet selection, uh, equipment sizing, and so as I look at you know this year's metal win, you know, that experience gives us a solid platform for evaluating new techniques and it helps us de-risk the alternative flow sheet studies. But going back to what we talked about before, it also has to be focused on our people. So we have subject matter experts in our technical services group. Um, plus we're fortunate to have in-house testing facilities and we, we use both commercial and proprietary modeling packages. Newmont has been developing uh, advanced mathematical modeling simulation for, for many years. Uh, I can go back to my first encounter with Newmont, which is literally 30 years ago when I saw some of the work that Newmont was doing. And all of this helps us to design plants and to better optimize circuits. But it's it's our people and it's, it's them knowing not just, that we don't just solve for one variable. We have to solve for productivity, efficiency, and ESG performance, and they're all related.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and processing, especially combination is the ultimate challenge because it uh, does consume such a large chunk of energy mm-hmm. and um, look fantastic real time monitoring prediction is right the way through from the ore body that's a holy grail now um, within reach to be able to predict as well as monitor. Fantastic to see smart people bringing those new ideas and technologies into the business to really push that design and optimize and bring the electrified mine, which is uh, certainly the way of the future for for many sites. Um, Look, Newmont is clearly serious about looking at mining and processing that can reduce energy and emissions and water, as well as lift shareholder value. So, what do you think the metal shows in relation to that? And What does Newmont aim to do across its business?
2: Well, Alison, you're right that we are very serious about reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And that's clearly been demonstrated by our commitment to using science-based targets and the resulting 30% reduction in emissions by 2030. And also having that longer goal of being net carbon neutral by 2050. Now we're confident that we have pathways to get to the 2030 target. And that just through improving efficiencies and comminution is a key part of that. I mean, it's not the only part, but as you've mentioned before, it is a big lever. And that's something we're absolutely focusing on to help us achieve those 2030 targets. Now, as I think about the 2020 medal, to me, it recognizes our contribution in space. And as I said before, we are proud to be recognized, but it also raises the profile of this work within our industry. And it helps us all to focus on practical solutions that that in turn really helped the industry to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So I think it's, it's not just for us, it's really, you know, for the industry and stands out as a beacon in my mind.
1: Mm. Yeah, and that's fantastic. Just through, through improving efficiencies alone, we can do so much in the next few years. Um, a great opportunity. And I think that sets a bar for all in industry and and also um, the opportunity to really share those practical solutions across industry because it really makes business sense for all of us to be reducing that now or in the next few years, wherever we can. Uh, Absolutely. The 2017 medal shared how you did put in place some of those practical energy savings at site. So tell me more about how you made that such a success across so many sites. I think we're talking 13 uh, circuits across 12 sites because – uh, there, there are different circuits, locations, teams, cultures, settings, challenges, operational challenges. How did you make that such a success despite all those differences?
2: Well, you know, going back to what you said earlier, a big part of our energy use does line mineral processing and, you know, in particular combination circuits. So crushing and grinding, which consumes a large amount of that is was really important for this focus. And to me, this was is a challenge that we put on our mineral processors and engineers and so if I look at the, the 2017 mental win, it, it really showed how, how what we were aiming to do was to take the best operating practices and replicate those at our operations. And we wanted to rapidly replicate those so we could actually leverage those benefits even earlier. And one of the things that we have within what we refer to as our full potential program, which is really Newmont's flagship business improvement program, an element of that is rapid replication. And the purpose is is to identify those best practices and quickly replicate those across the sites. Now, this also links to what I referred to earlier as our operational support hubs. And that's where we continue to monitor and look for ways that we can improve the the process controls of all of our operations. So that really helps us to try to link everything together, which in some ways that digitization actually helps us to, to go across those cultures because we recognize all of our sites want to improve. And by us bringing technical solutions that helps them to succeed and to even exceed their expectations is something that, that people are typically very willing to do. Now, the other thing that we want to do is that we, we want to we want to use it. Well, we going back, we have these the, the two support hubs, so we're able to provide twenty four hour coverage. Something else to, else to, to mention, and the support hubs really help us to drive standards. So. As I mentioned, people are very willing to take on um, you know, new and better ways of operating. And as we continue to work and gain credibility with the sites and the technical support hubs, we, you know, we recognize that we're just seeing this overall lift and shift of performance improvement across all of our operations. And so we're able to continue to you know, make sure that we're, we're installing the basic control systems that are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, we're following the change management processes that we need. And that we're also able to look toward the future to see you know, what other sort of changes do we think we need to make in this space to continue to improve improve efficiencies and productivities. Mm.
1: Yeah, it really comes down to people in the end, really rising to that challenge, seeing how we can learn from each other, replicating, going digital with advanced control systems, 24 hours where we can and um, bring on those new ideas to lift performance and reduce that footprint. Um, yeah, it's great to hear, hear what you're doing behind the scenes. You've talked about the important goal of tackling energy and emissions. So now I want to turn to water, where in many areas of the world, water is a critical issue, especially for communities. And uh, because of this seek in our organisation, we aim to extend our free energy curves benchmarking tools and also collaborate with CMIC and people in industry like yourselves to develop new water curves, a new industry-wide open benchmarking and improvement tool with that industry support. And we're really proud to hear that Newmont is looking to be a part of that new global collaboration. What are your goals with water usage and how to identify good improvements for water savings and quality? And do you see room for industry collaboration on water and how we can conserve it and use it more efficiently and really tackle quality um, issues?
2: Yeah, I certainly believe that Energy, emissions, and water, they're all a shared challenge for our industry. So there is benefit for us to to continue to collaborate. I mean, we know water is vital to get right for our communities so we can maintain that license to operate. And it's it's important for those stakeholders um, near to our mind. Uh, We also know that, you know, water and energy are inherently linked. And it also supports our social license to operate. Now at Newmont, we've actually had a global water strategy team in place for a number of years. And this team actually links all of our sites together. It does have a, a focus uh, and a, a center-led approach to it. Uh, but what this team's purpose is, is to help identify risks of, of individual sites, to share best practices, to make sure that we're you know, sharing that knowledge and lifting all of our sites to a high level of practice. But you know, having said that, we're still very keen to collaborate and we're very keen to understand how we can work together with others to improve. It does a couple things, I think. One, it, it helps our industry so we can develop some common intensity measurements and not just for energy, but also for water. So I think that's good for the industry. And I think secondly, it also gives us a chance to demonstrate our actions and it helps us to accelerate these changes. So not only just for Newmont, but other mining companies and it helps for a better outcome for our communities as well.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic actually demonstrating our actions. I, I think that, you know, that that collaboration and independent tool is, is one way to do that. It's such an important shared challenge for industry, so important for our stakeholders. Um, really good to hear that you've got that global water strategy team linking all the sites together. I'm sure we're gonna learn a lot from Newmont and I hope that other uh, big companies will come on board with that so that we can then be sharing across industry and learning amongst each other. that will be really exciting. Uh, Look, Newmont's been a sponsor of SEEK since 2018. We really value that you've joined us on this journey to look for ways to reduce energy usage and now water usage across industry. This type of collective is is a way to share knowledge and focus on those shared industry challenges and help all of industry take actions on the ground. You've set some big targets, newly announced goals for energy and reduction of greenhouse gas. Um, In terms of continuing to partner with SEEK, what are your thoughts? What could this type of partnership with Seek be and, and with industry be in the future? Um, and what type of genuine industry challenges would help us all across industry? What potential do you see in the future? What would you like to see?
2: Well, Big question. You, yeah, it, it, is, it is and it isn't in, in a sense. So for me, it's, it's quite clear that there are some things that are just too important not to collaborate on. There, it's just too important not to to take a position that we need to maintain this knowledge for a competitive advantage. And in that I put safety and mining companies are very good at collaborating around safety. Uh, we don't want safety to be a competitive advantage. We want it to, we want the industry to be a safer industry. And I also put energy and water consumption in that, in that same bucket. Uh, so I think that it is important to share best practices and, and leading edge work in that area. Um, you know, I like the idea of what seeks doing with the energy curves. I think that that's something that's gonna be very, very valuable as we talked about earlier, and just helping to set that similar standard. And I, I like also the idea that you're thinking about moving toward the water curves. Um, I think that will also be very helpful in helping us to have a, a common understanding, have a common language, um, just as we, we had to do in safety over, you know, the last 30 or 40 years. Uh, I think we can make those same sorts of improvement as an industry and they are shared challenges. And so I think by working together, we can do a lot more than trying by working individually on these items.
1: Yeah, look, it's really perhaps a new the start of a new era where we've we've you know done really well. I think on um, putting in place a lot of safety improvements over the last few decades since I've been involved in the industry and you have, but now we have this opportunity and and perhaps really an obligation to step up and share best practices like we have in safety on the ESG front, the energy and water being really key components of that, really sharing solutions and improvements and putting aside perhaps some of the competitive worries and, and really looking at, well, what are all the things that we can share? Of course, there may be some areas that that perhaps, um, you know, a, a patented or, you know, um, competitive advantage, but really there's probably a lot that we can share that's really going to improve and accelerate that, reduction in footprint moving to the business case the 2020 middle wind shared uh, some elements of the financial approach that was taken to consider how we can do more eco-efficient comminution and processing and, and plant circuits it really uh, looked at really thought about what could make business sense in terms of lower footprint uh, mining and processing And as a leader, what's your view on the business case for change to reduce energy, water, emissions through that types of work? And what's the business case for that change more broadly by industry?
2: Well, for Newmont, ESG has always been a focus. And we've been putting a lot of effort into it for decades now. And quite frankly, we were involved heavily in ESG before it was popular. Uh, but we also knew the day would come when investors and communities would set high, would have higher expectations. And fortunately for Newmont, we were actually ahead of the curve because of the involvement that we literally started about two decades ago. So for me, the, the metal win highlighted the importance of looking for practical options and practical options for reducing our footprint. But it also had to include the financial case. So as you said earlier, it kind of wrapped those things together. I think that was important. And we also recognize that our investments need to have a a forward-looking element. They need to be looking at what's going to be required and expected um, by by communities in the arenas of of social and environmental performance. And so not only is it just without thinking about what today will bring, but it's, it's anticipating what tomorrow will bring because many of our projects are heavily capital intensive and they're long live projects. So we can't just look at it for today. So I think that this is becoming an increasingly important aspect for the broader mining industry as well. It's it's only going to become increasing in focus in the coming years.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the challenges in the mining industry. We have high CapEx long life projects and so many things change um, outside of our control commodities prices and the world changes in, in those long life project timeframes. Uh, so anticipating what changes might occur during that time frame is really key. It's really good to see that Newmont is, is, you know, has shared in that seek metal win how they're approaching the financial side, but also that others in the industry are beginning to share that more. Uh, you know, we've seen some cases where the NPV uplift is absolutely compelling, you know, up in the order of half a billion dollars improvement by putting in place simple things like pre-concentration on the right or bodies. Uh, not to say that there's not some technology hurdles in implementing that at scale, but there's some really exciting changes ahead, I think. Uh, you've worked on projects around the world, large and small, met so many people, huge range of cultures and perspectives, and no doubt you've seen a lot of change in technologies over the past three decades, and also really thinking future-focused about this really exciting uh, time of change. What do you think uh, with technology change and, and, um, and putting those in place, uh, what do you think is key to leading change with success?
2: Well, Alison, for me, it's, it, it goes back to some things probably I even learned in Indonesia, which is you need to take the time to understand why things are the way they are and recognize that things are the way they are for a different for a reason because I believe it's practically impossible to make lasting change, unless you really understand the local context. And this is both from a perspective of why people currently think the way they do, but also to think about what would it take for them to envision a different future? If you don't take the time to understand that, it's just impossible to make any sort of lasting change, at least in my experience. And I've also recognized that there's just huge value in simply replicating best practice which for many reasons is just seems very hard to do. Many companies have have really struggled with this. So at Newmont, I believe we're hitting this head on and we're being very intentional about what we refer to as our rapid replication process. And this recognizes that sharing of best practices isn't a natural human thing to do, regardless of what culture that you're in. And it needs to be formalized. It needs to be embraced as something that's just part of a company's continuous improvement program. Mm. And so for me, it's kind of bundling all those things together as to what I see is is key for leading successful change.
1: Yeah, it sounds like really uh, lasting change needs to understand people's needs and, you know, really encouraging people to be open, um, contributing all of their ideas and also really thirsty to learn and taking very much into account the, the community's uh, needs and, and what they want us to, to be thinking about so that we're in partnership with them as well. Is there anything else that you are excited or passionate about that you'd really like to share from your own experience or from Newmont's work?
2: Well, you know, I, I think that one of the things I mentioned, I mentioned this, I mentioned this a, a little bit earlier, is that I get asked oftentimes because of my role, you know, what are the, one of the innovative things that we're doing and what are we thinking about? What's next on the horizon? And I know what people want to hear is some bright, shiny, we're going to use satellites and lasers to mine. And, and, you know, I actually, when I boil it down, I find that it's oftentimes much simpler than that. And I know that's not necessarily a satisfying response for many people. I mean, there's the, there's the good solid work that we're doing that we're talking about, you know, in the commutation space that is just, you know, what I talk, would consider just good table stakes kind of work that people should be doing. But as I mentioned before, there's just incredible value in recognizing that a company the size of Newmont or even larger companies have excellent examples of best practice across their company. And the key is finding those and recognizing that they are best practice and and replicating those across the company. So that's what I'm excited about. And I think it it absolutely has a very strong role to play in reducing our, our footprint I mean, in particular, as it relates to the ESG elements of reducing energy in our greenhouse gas and our water. Yeah, look, I, I think you're right. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit for things that we can do
1: on sites now if we identify what those best practices are and really bring not only shareholder value but, but really begin to chip away and cumulatively improve the energy and emissions and footprint and, and water as well. And, uh, you know, companies large as large as Newmont, can have quite a big impact with small changes across so many sites. Mm -hmm. So that's fantastic. And I really commend you for being, uh, really wanting to drive the sharing of those across industry uh, um, and really encouraging you to continue to publish and support your people to do that and others to share more from other companies as well so we can tackle these shared industry challenges more quickly. I think we're at a really interesting time in history. There's such a rapid uptake of exciting new technologies across the world and you're right um, let's not just focus on the shiny new things let's focus on what we've got now and doing it well but looking to the future there's a lot of talk about green minerals and we know that a lot of the minerals that we're producing will be vital to power renewables batteries electric cars there's even uh, you know serious consideration of green hydrogen and of course there's new technologies like AI the power of machine learning algorithms and big data that we have a lot of these things are driving a lot of big changes in the way we are living our lives now how we'll power our lives our transport move around the world and there's much more um, open and transparent sharing and focus on ethical supply and con- consumer goods. So what do you hope the future holds for mining's role in the world and um, in you know, partnership with our communities moving forward?
2: Yeah, Alison, I think part of that is you almost, for me anyway, I, I look back a little bit before I look forward and you know, I, I recognize that mining's played a role in human societies for thousands of years, and that's not gonna change. There, the, there will always be a role that mining plays. And if you think about over time, the importance of different minerals and different precious metals, um, you know, there was a time when aluminium was more valuable than gold. So that those things are going to come and go and there's things that will be more important in some years than others. And I think and what I hope is that as we continue to evolve as a society and we continue to solve bigger and more complex problems, you know, some of those problems which we create ourselves, that will, that mining will continue to play a role. It just will. And so exactly how that's going to play out, I, I can't tell you, but my expectation is that we'll get much better at minimizing mining's impact to the environment. You know, we're learning so much more about that. And while we do that, at the same time, maximizing mining benefits to society. And as I would say, especially as it relates to local communities and stakeholders. So that's, that would be my hope that I would wrap up. I know mining is going to play a key role. It's hard to predict exactly what that's going to look like. But I think what's a certainty for me anyway is, is minimizing our impact and maximizing the, the value and the benefit to society.
1: I love that. Minimizing our impact, maximizing our value to society. That's so important. And, you know, I think if anything, you know, the pandemic has been really, really challenging. You know, it's, it's really good that... Our industry's been involved in in keeping employment moving, keeping solutions and and help getting out to communities. We are part of this whole world of, you know, communities and and really want to be a a positive part of that and a contributing part of that. Well, thank you so much for your support and your time today, but not only um, your time today, your sponsorship of SEEK so that we can have these opportunities to share these insights from behind the scenes and also your involvement in energy curves, your help to get water curves off the ground. And most of all, thank you for your medal winning team and the partnership between Newmont and Mezzo Utturtech, which has prompted this discussion today. And of course, many other partnerships and collaborations you're doing across the industry. I think that um, one of the key takeaways is that sharing openly best practice and forward thinking advances um, and really talking to each other across the industry can accelerate how we're moving forward and become much more eco-efficient, bring those green minerals for the future and find solutions that work better for communities. Thank you so much for your time, appreciate
2: it. Alison, it's been my pleasure, thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening and we hope that this episode provided some food for thought. If you enjoyed the podcast, please head over to Apple iTunes or Google Podcasts and give us a positive rating and write a short review. This is the most effective way for us to share the key messages around eco-efficient mineral processing. If you'd like to get more involved in the work of SEEK, then head over to our website, seekthefuture.org. That's S-E-E-K thefuture.org. You can subscribe to our monthly SEEK news, check out our resource centre or get in touch if you'd like to know more about sponsorship by emailing admin at seekthefuture.org. Thank you.